what is up everyone welcome back to another episode um the squad is back we have milos sky bryce me and a special guest all the way from the 20th century czar nicholas ii <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding we have chase haggard here today he's very well known in the uh, orthodox internet spheres mainly in discord youtube as well in debating um welcome and thank you for joining yeah thanks for having me thanks for having me it took me a while what about 100 years or so to get here but appreciate it. <laughs> all right it's a base look though it's a base look um anyway the subject today is atheism and the pit of atheism to be exact so we have yogurt back or bryce and you know i always question him on these topics first um could, well this one is a little bit easier than normal <laughs> <know>. but <laughs> mr bryce please tell me what is atheism what is atheism i i believe it's you know it's a positive or not positive it's like a complete rejection of god or any kind of theism or any kind of anything i guess of that nature um mm. Like, it's not like agnostic or something to where like you don't know. Funny that you mention agnostic. What's the difference? Um. Well, I I may be wrong on this. I believe like it's where you just don't necessarily you just say that you don't know, or it could be, but you're kind of taking the stance that there's no reason to no believe or, in anything, or you're doubting, or you're that doubting. there's a god. Hmm? I don't know if it's like doubting. I would say that it's more like um, you you almost have you affirm that you don't believe that there's a God, but you're willing to say, I don't know, or you, you technically say, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Probably Chase is better at this. Yeah, know? I wanted to ask him if he has anything to add on. Yeah, I think uh, both both of them are, you know, atheist without God. So in, um, on an emotional level or on a personal level, you know, there, there can, is a difference between atheism and agnosticism, but when it comes to philosophy and debate, there's no such thing because both lack that foundational belief in God. So when someone goes, oh, I'm an agnostic and they'll try to play kind of the sophist and go, well, I don't have a position on this. Do you hold the belief in God? No, I don't. Okay, so you your position results in the same exact pitfalls of, as atheism every single time. And that's kind of the tact I go when people refuse to take a position. Yeah, that's well explained. Um, so let's jump into something of more depth. Um, Sky, give me an argument that atheists make against the existence of God. Well... One argument I definitely know is they they'll just go they'll just jump straight into like science and evolution and all like those whole plethora of things like oh the science there's like the some will even say oh I've had somebody even tell me oh well there's no proof that Jesus even existed there's no uh, like I've had so many people say how do you even know that he even existed or all that stuff or he, this could have been like all like this could have just been some random like occult from the Roman times and all that stuff and or just straight up argue that religion is like some primitive thing and that 
they um they believe in the science they believe science so they just make science their god ultimately in my opinion but mm. and they just jump into like oh we have all this evidence that evolution is key and that evolution has happened and you can see it just read some darwin or just go to science class or just do some that well, that's all you got to do it's so easy you're you're dumb for not even thinking like us and that's my so, my experience so so going full Reddit mod, basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Reddit mod. Can we zoom in onto a specific argument? Uh, I know you, I know you debated Chase, um, an atheist, not long ago. What did she have as her main argument? Um, she did the typical Matt Dillahunty level. She's an acolyte of Matt Dillahunty, so she did. Um, there's no, uh, there, there's no proof. And then when you, when I dug into it. I got her to admit that by proof she meant physical empirical evidences. Mm -hmm. So typically what these people do is they, the lens that they're looking at the world through is everything must be physical, everything must be material. Um, and those are the only things that you can say are true. Um, but then that falls because that relies on logic, reason, uh, self and external world, all these things that you're automatically assuming and bringing to the table that are non-physical from the outset and uh yeah that's kind of the typical reddit tier yeah. view <laughs> so I th I, I, it was fair to say you won the debate uh for sure um i think jack daniels won that debate to be honest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not even halfway like a quarter into the debate she goes oh, i shouldn't have drank that jack <laughs> yeah yeah i saw that i saw hey, sky i hope that isn't jack daniels but <laughs> right now <laughs> gallons water good anyway uh milosh do you have any experience with debating people that don't know or like are convinced that there's no god out there um yeah but um most of time they had like pretty weak arguments and you can like really tell most of them were just like obsessed with the world of today with like worldly desires and trying to live in this what i call this fake world of uh, overconsumption media this and that and they would spout some nonsense you know like about uh, uh i just like to live in the moment and vibe like pretty mm -hmm. brain dead arguments so usually if i would talk about it with them they would quickly stop after a minute because i haven't met any person in real life who would uh, debate against me oh they're scared well maybe because i'm an immigrant <laughs> with a big beard oh go away, the big beards help they help they help <laughs> Sorry, uh, yogurt. They're like, man, this guy has way too much testosterone. I can't be arguing against him. That's <laughs> yeah, not real. How am I so Chad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bro, look at us. No, I'm kidding. No pride. Yeah. I see. I see. And you know the famous argument: um, if God real, why bad thing happen? If y'all know about that, uh, <laughs> Strahinia, welcome Thank to the you. podcast. Um. The fellow jazz musician, that's him. I, oh. I, I just wanted to state that when Strahinia joined, that <laughs> was 
That was, for some reason, the smoothest Strahinha join I've ever seen in my life. He just joined. <laughs> his camera was already set up. He didn't have to, like, adjust anything. He didn't... He didn't barge right in with like his audio like going through the roof. So Srahinya, good on you for joining perfectly. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm getting but, better. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if this is your field, Srahinya, but the if God real, why bad thing happened? What can you tell us a little bit about that and how we should see that from a well because or, like people who say that, like mm -hmm. I was confronted often in the music industry. There's like a French rapper who said the uh, well, if God real, then why do why do young girls suffer? For example, that that's like a famous. Who's the rapper? Uh, I think his name he goes by Lom Pal, which means the pale man. Uh, oh, I, I met know. him. If you met him, he's not a very chatty individual. But anyway, uh, how I would argue against that is that our, first of all, our understanding of God is not at all the same as theirs. They think that God is here to make our lives nice and to you know basically shower us with flowers and good good feelings and hedonistic feelings that's mm. not at all like how we see god in orthodoxy at all like we are responsible for our decisions and god gave us the liberty to do bad things but he didn't impose bad things on us by any means all the bad things that you know happen in the world happen because of man and happen because of our transgressions to to, to god's commandments so, like, we see God as above good and evil, and good and evil being in the realm of man. The, we are punished in the originals by, you know, committing the original sin. When Adam and Eve decided to access the knowledge, they decided to access the, that luxury, but with that, they access a certain responsibility as well. And God made the laws of the universe not according to us, but according to what is just. So this whole, like, man center of the universe, like, man-centric, kind of way of thinking that is now happening in the West is completely not compatible with Orthodox. Uh, like those people, they don't at all have the, the same worldview or the same values. So for them, like why is not God giving me hedonism? Why is God not giving me pleasure? Well, God is not here to give you pleasure. You know, that's a, a big, big difference there. We need to, we need to understand. I think that was explained well, indeed. Um... So if God not real, why good thing happen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that, so, that's the gist of it. Chase, do you feel, um, do you think, um, I guess, atheists, can, there, uh, can they be like their morals or, you know, oftentimes you hear that, you know, they can self-justify their, you know, their morality or like good and evil like they don't necessarily need a god like what would you say to that yeah so the, um there's a good paper by russ Mannion called the contingency of knowledge and revelatory theism um and he breaks down two different basic epistemologies autonomous right man locked inside his own sphere of reason reason just inside of his head and theonomous, God revealed. And this doesn't get down into, you know, more nuances of parsing out issues of different religions and showing them false. But just off of that, if autonomous morality can be just self-justified, then you're going to be a relativist now. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if you can just say, well, my morality is self-justified because of X, Y, and Z, I can say the same thing and I can just say, well, orthodoxy is self-justified because you have no 
you have no criteria to delineate and break things down from more true or less true. And you just need to accept that I'm right. And my view says you're wrong. So now it's a contradiction to say I'm right and you're right. And it's, uh, this, this is often the tact that people don't like with people like Jay um, and Father Deacon Doctor and I who taught me how to go about argumentation. The mm -hmm. reason people will try to use um, pre-sup the same way that they use the word conspiracy theory to just go, I don't have to address you now, is because they can't address these things. And mm -hmm. the issue is, is that the standard that they're holding themselves to, if they hold other people to it, it ends in just the most silly position you could ever, you could ever be in. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let, let's face something in because Chase, I forgot to let yourself like introduce yourself. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, so, it's all good. Um, <laughs> maybe I, we could do that now because this is pre-recorded anyway. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. It's rewind time. Chase, go ahead. Please introduce yourself before we start. <laughs> My name is uh, Chase Haggard. I'm a musician. I help out on um, the Orthodox Christian Discord. I do debates as well. And you can find me on Instagram at Chase Haggard Music. And um, you're an Orthodox Christian, right? Yes, sir. Yes. What jurisdiction do you go to? Go Arch. Go Arch. All right. right. Greek, the Greek one. Yeah. Yep. Great priest. <laughs> parish um my sister parish is also good and it's kind of funny both uh but both priests you know when when mm. old Elfidophoros does something silly i go hey did you see what he did and they always go lord have mercy <laughs> <laughs> then you know it's a good parish <laughs> they're, they're, they're great for sure um uh, my next question can atheists lead meaningful and fulfilling lives without a belief in god and how does this compare to the orthodox perspective on the purpose of life well it would, Chase, it, would that's depend, for you. it would depend on what you mean right so their life inherently every single person regardless of their worldview they're made in the image and likeness of god no matter mm -hmm. how much they've distorted it and how silly that they've gotten they are meaningful they have telos they have objective purpose behind them um and for them but they can go and move their will towards nonsense right um like, like hedonism, the hedonism was mentioned before and um they can move that and, and move towards something that's actually meaningful um mm -hmm. towards, you know non-meaning but they can also say if you if you just want to say well meaningful in the sense of they feel it's meaningful right i feel like you know putting on my gold fringe fedora every single morning a hundred dollars on on only fans is gonna fulfill me if you say that that's meaningful then it's it's a different sense of the word than we're gonna mean it and they can have some service level meaning to their life but it's not mm -hmm. it's it's not truth right because truth is a person um truth is a who and knowing truth and actual meaning is participation with god so i yeah. think they'll inherently have a meaning uh they have meaning to their lives they can do they can do good things but they're they're groping around in the dark and anything that they hit is going to be because of being made in that image and likeness of god but being self-directed it's they're going to fall um in different ways than we fall you know who are walking in the path struggling you know to to walk it 
very well explained. And I, I think as well that atheism is just an excuse to live a sinful life. Like, if I don't believe in a God, I don't have to justify myself before a God. So they just let themselves basically believe that there is no God. So they believe rather in themselves than someone who's going to, like, you know, judge them on their sinful behavior. <laughs> and I think that's the real reason why people are atheists. They just don't want to face the fact that their lives are not as good as they think they are. Um, for example, like op for opening an OnlyFans or just simple, more simple things like just like stealing something in a supermarket or I don't Sephora. know. So, yeah, <laughs> or that or sleeping around with women, you know, which is the most common uh, thing young guys do nowadays. It's encouraged by the society as well. She gets more atheistic by the year, it seems, especially here in the West, in Europe. I don't know about the US, but um, my country is pretty atheistic. Like if, if I ever tell people that I like believe in God and stuff, they always look at me funny or weird. So they always think I'm insane or something. Like, how can you be a Christian? Oh, they're so bad people. And like. You don't even know how bad Listen, the atheist governments are. Yeah, I'm just waiting for an Orthodox America. Okay, that's all I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for. We all are. We all are, honestly. But I, I, some sometimes I'm thinking, well, not really, because if if the U.S. government becomes like Orthodox, it's gonna corrupt Orthodoxy. In my, <laughs> I'm just sure it's gonna like you know everything America touches, but. And okay. no hate towards okay. America. I love American people, but the government going is going too far, Demos. So, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're talking, and there's a difference. And this is this is an interesting topic because um obviously all of us don't like the geopolitical machine that mm. is the American government messing around in other people's affairs, doing all the things that the American government does. But culturally, America still is kind of a beacon to the rest of the world. And even during, um, you know, the the weird events that happened in the last couple of years that changed mm. the way people lived for a while, when Americans started going, no, we're going to behave normally, other countries looked at that and they said, no, America's not doing this anymore. We're not going to do it either. They're, they're the free country, quote unquote. And so I think it is interesting, you know, separating the the machine and being the hammer of the world of the geopolitical arm and the culture and... <clears throat> In American culture, Americans do, they may not realize it, but we still export independent media all over the world. And people kind of look up to America in a sense, whether they realize it or not, the media they get is American. Mm. That's a very good point. I remember on that episode, we had uh, Father Zechariah Lynch. I mentioned that, like how in Europe, we copy everything what's like trending in America from the behavior. So I uh, told uh, Father Zechariah. So if you copy everything that and uh, orthodoxy is growing so much in the US, I I believe the young people in Europe will copy that too. At least I hope so, because it's growing wow. very good. Of course, it has its problem. But in every country, it has its problem, whether people are too secular or uh, maybe that, and there are some small instances with uh, that share also uh, that they're going too liberal. Sometimes that can happen in certain parishes as well. Those problems aren't new to orthodoxy. 
and we will always have those problems wh whether there are some parishes that go maybe too far to the right or too far to the left but i truly believe with um orthodoxy becoming more and more popular with the young american population it will take an effect on young people in western europe hmm. i agree um maybe one advantage of americanism in the end but <laughs> mm. um like using globalism to our advantage normally yeah, we yeah, need globalism yeah. <laughs> yeah. but in this case we're gonna use it in for our advantages yeah, yeah exactly. it's interesting because i think that um young people are people that are seeking for truth they're they're realizing that the narratives and the worldview that's pushed on the whole it's just leading them down a black hole and they're feeling more empty they're feeling weaker they're they're feeling dumber <laughs> and they're it's almost now because things have gotten so silly in the world or in, at least in american culture things have gotten so silly orthodoxy when people find it it's it's like a counterculture and you know that can be a good thing for people to look at it and then go okay what is this and then obviously orthodoxy is so much more than that it's the purpose through for which you were created was to be in the church so it's much deeper than that but i think it's interesting and i think we are going to see more people get interested in orthodoxy as a countercultural movement kind of like kind of like the punk movement back in the day but obviously not you know fully co-opted <laughs> no. kind of like death to the world death you know that magazine world. Yeah. yeah yep very good um talking about governments and stuff and you can see like the results of atheistic governments like a clear example for is the soviet union you know who uh, made so many martyrs and who like took care of um like or implemented abortion like millions of babies have died under atheistic governments so you can see the results of atheism firsthand in history and nowadays as well for example in holland you know babies can have euthanasia it's absolutely horrible <laughs> that's what you do like when you take away christian morality that's crazy that's what happens yeah, it's horrible, bro. It's like kids, like the, the parents can decide if the, the kid needs to die. That's horrible. Yeah. It's called freedom. It's called freedom. <laughs> it's horrible, man. But, you know, the, let's talk about more about some of the results. What do you think atheism can have some, like, effect on a single person or individual? Some of the bad, like, effects. Oh, man. I mean, the re the relativism itself it's just like we talked about earlier it's you're constantly reaching out to these things that don't actually fulfill you because we we're made with a purpose we we aren't some amorphous blob of cells that's just chasing the next chemical fizz we have a purpose you know our our overarching purpose the most important one is to be in communion with god and then each one of us you know we have a bunch of little sub purposes of, you know, just the type of person we are, it's, you know, God's going to use us to do certain things day to day. And I think atheism, it just, it, it leads to not, I mean, ev everything that isn't inherent in the, f from the fall, right. Death, corruption, decay, things like that. Mm. 
it it can be traced to the denial of God. And I think Father Sarah from Rose says that there there are no atheists. There's no one that actually doesn't believe God exists because the law is written on their hearts. But there's just mm-hmm. those those who deny God and who fight against Him. That's beautiful. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, um, I have to go on one thing that you said earlier. So in the Netherlands, the woman can show she is pregnant and she will give birth to that child, even. And after after the birth, even she can, they can, the parents can choose to euthanize the child. Yes, that's so horrible. That's extremely horrible. And I don't think even the people who made that law realize the multiple dangers of that. It's not only murder, but also that system can be easily used by people. No, they probably need to have like a medical reason for the child, but you know, it's still horrible. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's insane. A medical Which reason? Is... What is this? Eugenics? Didn't we like I don't know. It's, it's like some like a chronic illness, probably, or cancer. I don't know. But I don't think we should even use the term euthanize for that. It's kind of like when people and it's a fine medical term sometimes to use fetus, but now I think it's a subtle linguistic thing to depersonalize the baby instead of saying baby. You say fetus because it makes it sound yeah. not personal. I wouldn't even use the term euthanize. I get you're just using the legal term, but I think it'd be smart if people in media, when they talked about this, they don't use euthanize. It's not a, mer- a mercy killing. That's just a murder. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it, that's what it is. And this country is horrible. I'm telling everyone every single day it's horrible. No, pro- prostitute, prostitutes, rampant, drugs. It's insane. You can see at the the religion numbers on this country, it's horrible. Everyone is atheist or Muslim, but if those parents were forced to do the killing themselves and they didn't have government assistance to do it, I bet you no none of them would be doing it. It's that kind of program that encourages yeah. that kind of action. We can already see the numbers in the US, like when uh, Roe versus Wade got overturned, so many less abortions. It's Lord of God, honestly, for that decision. Yep. I still think it should be illegal in every single state, no matter what. But that's not how the American system works, I think. Well, um, real quick, Demos, on the on the note, I know you're mentioning how rough it is over in the Netherlands, how, you know, um, there's prostitutes everywhere and there's there's so many, you know, legal drugs and stuff. They're so, quote unquote, free. Um, yeah. I have uh, friends that went to Father Josiah, uh, Josiah Trenum's church for a while, and I remember... One of my buddies, um, <clears throat> he moved from Southern, Calif- <clears throat> Southern California over to uh, Tennessee. And I remember talking to him and Father Josiah would tell people, because they're in Southern California, mm-hmm. he would tell people, hey, you know, if, if you feel God wants you to move, you know, I'll pray about it too. And I'll try to give you guidance. And I want you to go where God wants you to go. But over time, generationally, California can change due to the glory of God through good Orthodox Christian communities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something that can happen on a small scale at first, of course, but even in the Netherlands, you know, you you, you go out, you, you know, you're having a beer with some people at a bar and they say something atheistic and you, you know, start up a cordial conversation with them, challenge them a little, you never know if two years from then that guy is going to go, Oh my gosh, you know, he, that guy was right. I'm going to go check this thing out and at least investigate. Yeah, I, I do see an increase in converts, not as much as in America, but a little, which is something. 
Um, and that's what I'm trying to do with my work as well, you know, get the message out there. And all of you guys do the same, obviously, uh, on the Orthodox Christian Discord. But, um, yeah. Like, like I, I used to be, or I, I used to kind of hold more of an agnostic position, but it wasn't, um, like, I didn't really think about it, though. Like, I, I didn't, like, I didn't, like, mentally choose, oh, I'm agnostic or atheist, but it's, um, it, it's kind of like what y'all said. It, it's kind of dark, or it's, everything's very, like, hectic or anxious, like, there's a nausea with like life and hmm. um but i think it's and it's relieving to know that you know i i think going through that because usually um or sometimes you may see someone that's atheist or like they hold a very strong position you don't think necessarily that you no know, these guys will never like come to the church or these guys will never like find you know, peace and communion with God, but like, you never know. And, uh, I think it's kind of good. I, I like what you said, uh, Chase, about what Sarah from Rose said, um, on, you know, no one's really atheists. They just like deny God. I think that was really good. And yeah, father and Ananias will say things like, and I totally agree with him. And if people haven't, they should definitely subscribe to Patristic Faith's YouTube channel. It's Father Deacon Dr. Ananias's YouTube channel. He's amazing, um, criminally undersubscribed, <clears throat> but he'll say, and he'll talk about the argumentation that him and Jay, you know, worked with me on for a long time to learn. And he, he would say that, you know, the goal here, it's to remove these alleged intellectual barriers to God so that all that's left standing is naked stubbornness. Mm -hmm. And he'll say that this is not, and I agree with him, <clears throat> it's not an actual intellectual issue. Things will be put forward as if it's the intellectual issue, just like demons will put forward a million things to go, oh, here's your problem or here's this good thing when it's really not the case. But um, really what it is, is it's a spiritual issue. And you, you know, an approach that we like to take is through the intellect and then, you know, Orthodox Meme Squad does a great job of, you know, memetics, humor, right? And that's huge. That's very important in the culture war. And then I know in uh, in his in your interview with uh, with Kyle, um, you mm -hmm. talked about you know beauty, right? And there's all these different avenues. But at the end of the day, it's a it is a spiritual issue. And that's it I is. know that's not an argument. If some atheist wandered over here, that's not my argument. You can come argue with me elsewhere, but it's a spiritual thing. It's not actually intellectual. It's a, it's a thing in our heart. Yeah, definitely. And you start thinking with your brain, you might have doubts. I think we can speak. I can speak for all of us. We probably all of us had some doubt in our minds that one day that maybe God isn't real. Maybe there's nothing out there, but I'm pretty sure that's like just demons. <laughs> um, uh, just messing up with our thoughts and stuff so but i always like you know threw these thoughts away quite fast i don't know if someone else used to be atheist here um i never truly was even though i had some of those thoughts in my mind well i had uh, uh <clears throat> experience with those thoughts when i started uh, studying psychology so i would uh, read a lot of literature whether it would be uh, Jung or Nietzsche. And Carl Jung. 
I yeah, call you. <laughs> That's an inside joke on uh, the Discord server. We make a lot of jokes about Carl Yang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember at at that time my fate was at the lowest. And after being like three to four years secular, and during that time I read also. Bukowski and to this day I can't remember which part what kind of lines from Bukowski I read but after I read those I got a panic attack for the first time in my life and I felt bad for two days and when then later on with the stress of university and uh, uh, the health of my dad I had a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress and then going back uh, regularly to church helped me a lot because before that i only went for holidays whether it was christmas or eastern but after that i went every couple months again and then when i started going again every sunday and every vespers uh, the anxiety and all of the other problems were gone mm. Beautiful story. Sky, did you have any? Because you're a Protestant and that leads fastly to atheism. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing, because I was like, I guess from a young age, I was always trying to like learn more about God and striving to know truth. So it's kind of like, though I was brought up in a Protestant household, it was, um, it wasn't like religion wasn't very pushed on me at all. Mm -hmm. like regarding like so i remember like i can remember i was like maybe 10 years old and i asked my dad what that building was and he said it was a church and i said oh i want to go to one of those one day and i was like i was 10 because i always i wanted to go to church i just had like this drawing towards church and then i went to a protestant church for like 10 years of my life and something was just like you know what this just isn't feeling right this uh, something's missing so then i started then i be, ended up becoming orthodox but within that 10 years that I was Protestant, yeah, I had certain doubts, but I always kind of like in my brain, I always got rid of them. And I always like prioritized having faith and all that over any doubts or any of that stuff, casting those doubts out of my mind and trying to prioritize my faith. And that's something that I was always like keen on doing. So that way I wouldn't really succumb to those things. And sure, I had moments in my life where I was in periods of, I guess you could say lukewarmness as protestants would mm -hmm. call and yeah and i but i always ended up glory be to god coming back and then eventually digging deeper and deeper especially at the start of uh, the kuf as some people call it uh I, I read the whole bible started putting things together searching more and then well the whole protestant bible so 66 books um started putting things together, started searching, joining OMS, like the Discord server and all that, meeting cool people like Milos here, and uh, everybody here actually, um, Milos mainly, but, um, <laughs> and then started getting pushed more towards going to an Orthodox church and becoming Orthodox, and that kind of was my whole journey through that, but yeah, I had doubts kind of like you, but I would never consider like myself ever secular at any moment in my life. No, me neither. Uh, Chase, what about you? Um, let's see. I think uh, when I was probably 
but when I first started going through puberty, I was an atheist for like a year and a half. And I was just angry, <laughs> pissed off. I was just pissed off. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then I, I had a long um, hippie phase from probably 16 to 21. And I was extremely oh. perennialist. I didn't really, I understood basic philosophy, but not to the extent that I do now. I had a bunch of holes, you know, but I, yeah, I went through mm -hmm. a per, uh, perennialist phase, but my atheism phase was, I think it was really just, just puberty. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just a phase. It was just a it phase. It was just a phase. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, that's truly what atheism is. In my opinion, I've never met a single person who's been atheist this whole life or her life. I think it's truly a phase. Um, eventually, even on their like on their deathbeds, they will believe. They will. Um, and they secretly do sometimes even. Uh, yeah, I I'm blessed in a sense that right now I don't I'm not tempted so much to like just stop believing or like having these thoughts like oh, what if god is not real or oh what if all of this i'm doing is in vain i i'm blessed in a sense that for some reason those thoughts just don't come to me right now but i have a friend my my best friend is very much like that and he speaks to me all the time about those things like some people very smart people unlike me get those thoughts very often and I came to understand that for him, this is going to be a lifelong struggle. And other people who I read wrote like that, other Christians who I read, like, for example, uh, Soren Kierkegaard wrote like how he was, you know, having to rationalize his faith on paper for himself to, you know, start believing again. And I never really went through that. For me, when I was a teen, I was not going to church at all. And I was not even consciously i was atheist i guess or just kind of i was believing god exists but i believed that the stuff i was doing was okay because everybody else did it and i gave it no further thought like oh i'm going to you know do these drugs that's fine you know because everybody else is doing it so why not oh i'm gonna you know sleep with this girl yeah it's fine everybody else is doing it it's cool yep. you know? i just didn't even realize like what i was doing kind of so I mean, that, that's how it went for me most of the time. And then when I grew up, I guess I started living a more serious life, having a job and stuff. At one point I was like, okay, now let me try fasting again. Let me try going to church again. Or oh, what is really the good thing to do? And now I'm just so far away from all of those things I used to do, like parties, drugs, excessive drinking. All of that stuff is like really, really behind me. It's not that I'm good in any way it's just that i live a lifestyle that's like easy it's it is easy for me not to go do any drugs because i don't know anybody who has some i don't have i don't know where even to get them anymore so it's like you're I'm france bad. what do you mean yeah i mean i could essentially but like i don't have young friends anymore who like i used to where we used to go to like raise yeah. and stuff and i i just haven't been in such a long time and it's just like I lost contact slowly with those people. We just lost touch, and now it's like it's it's all all gone. But yeah, I recommend if you're struggling with that to read uh, to, to you you can read Soren Kierkegaard. He makes a good argument towards why is it morally just and morally better to believe, because mm. even if atheism is definitely more 
pleasurable in the instant. Like, let's say God doesn't exist and all of these things that are bad are actually just good for you. So let's say you can have as much sex as you want. You can have all the fun that you want, feed your ego as much as you want. That's really what feels good inside for a lot of people. What's really pleasurable for them. It's like to go out and do those things, you know, feed the self, get more power, you know, don't doesn't matter if you're backstabbing somebody, doesn't matter if you're lying, do it, just do it to feel good. And that's, you know, what's going to feel good. But in the end, God's promise is eternity close to him, eternity to, to that greatness that is God. And that is so much bigger than anything you can gain in this world by, by being sinful, that it's not worth it. Even if it doesn't exist, even if God doesn't exist, it's not worth it to go out and sin. It's not worth it to throw your life away to these instant pleasures. Because in the end, if God truly is real, then you are bound to an eternity of coldness, an eternity of distance, and, and in the end, an eternity of suffering and regret. So, I mean, what's better, you know, don't lie now and don't, you know, do something that's in the long run probably going to be a bad decision or, you know, like do, do prevent yourself and and then also pre prevent yourself from suffering for eternity. I'm speaking English, so I'm not sure if I'm clear, but yeah, sin pleasurable in the moment, good for now. In the long run, even in this world, probably a bad idea, not sin and abstaining and being faithful, maybe yeah. boring right now, probably in the long run, a good idea. And also, you know, eternity next to God, which is so much bigger and so much better than and any pleasure you can gain from like anything that's, here on this world so yeah and yeah and this message is also for christians by the way not only atheists <laughs> yeah of course um i want to get into a little bit like how we should treat atheists you know they, they often put comments down like oh you believe in sky daddy blah 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 uh all that kind of stuff like how should we engage in productive dialogue with them chase just anything but Basically, if you've seen Jay Dyer, he's evil. He's one of the worst people who's ever existed. Just nothing like him. Um, <laughs> no, just kidding, obviously. I love Jay. Um, I mean, so it's a uh, you treat him like a person. Obviously, I mean, they're a human, but you can. I think you should differentiate between the person and the ideas. And when mm -hmm. they come in and they they do the sky daddy thing, you know, first off, I mean, nine times out of ten, I don't engage people in text chat debates i hop on a voice chat with them because they'll just ignore everything i'm saying on text and i'm not going to waste yeah. my time after debating you know hundreds and hundreds of atheists for hours and hours and hours but you know treating someone with respect and treating them lovingly that's not that's not always just talking like this and putting the nice kid gloves on and mm. you know, really soft and speaking them like a child <laughs> being loving can go okay, so you say anything that's not physical as a sky daddy, okay, well, where's your physical proof for logic, a self, an external world, all these things? Well, those are just axioms. I have to assume them. Assume them. Well, you believe in a sky daddy then. That can yeah. be interesting, right? And, and I think, you know, when it comes to stuff like this, people will like to piety signal. Like, you know, I made the joke about Jay earlier because he'll get piety signalers going, oh, he's mean. He, you know, he made, he made a joke. <laughs> And uh, what these people don't realize and what my priest has told me, especially is, you know, it's when you're speaking to people in these dialogues, uh, just like the saints, and I'm not calling us saints or anyone in our circle a saint, um, they would get heated. They would use rhetoric. 
But if it's sinful or not, that's going to depend on your heart. You know, I had to confess there's two years ago, you know, I was talking with a Calvinist for three hours, smashing all this different stuff. And after three hours, he repeated the same thing that he tried for the first hour. And mm -hmm. I lost my patience with him. And I said something about John Calvin saying he was demonic and that their God was a monster. And I didn't say it to explain it. I said it literally to press a button. Dude, yeah. yeah, I had to go and confess that. And I talked to my priest about it. And he, he said, and obviously I'm not a spirit, like a spiritual person. I want to be, I try to be, but I'm not a guide in any way. But my priest mm -hmm. told me, um, he said, there's nothing wrong with the content of what you said whatsoever. You're hundred percent right. But the direction of the, your heart, your orientation was just to get a rise out of this person, you know? And I think that when we're dealing with any other worldview trying to do apologetics, that's the big thing to, to realize is, okay, I can attack the ideas. I will smash them. You know, sometimes in debates, I'll get to the point where I'm, I've been talking with them for an hour or two or three, and I'll start holding their feet to the fire where they've denied a self. Every time they say, I, I say, wait, 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 you denied that earlier. You can't say I, they go, oh, okay. And then they go and, and they, they say something about a metaphysical concept. And I go, whoa, 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 stop talking. You can't say that now. They'll get really frustrated, but I won't do that to be annoying. I'll do it to hit a point where I go, look, this is how ridiculous of a position you're in now. Well, explain. Indeed. It's all about the direction of your heart. And I agree. Um, should I have a treat question it. to that. Yeah. Because uh, I recently watched the episode where you uh, debated the woman who was an atheist. Mm -hmm. And I got pretty frustrated watching that because... She would like prob like go on for like 10 minutes saying a lot of stuff, but empty stuff, like a politician. You know how they talk much, but there is nothing yeah. behind it. And I was just like, I don't have any patience anymore. <laughs> there was like, and I'm like wondering, how do you have the patience to listen to that? Yeah. Um I think or what's uh, a good way to build up patience for people? That's a great question. I mean, when I I have done, you know, a bunch of debates. So in this area of my life, I've done, you know, hundreds and hundreds of debates through, um, through discord and all uh, just so many times that with that, I feel like I'm patient. And in that debate, I did cut her off at points. And I had to explain, this is a debate. You, you're ignoring my question. You're just asserting things again, or you, you just lied and said, I said something I didn't say. <laughs> and, and I would cut her off, but I think patience, I mean, I'm sure there's, I probably, you know, Saint, Saint Nectarios probably has good writings about how to cultivate patience. Um, For sure. You know, a bunch, a bunch of saints probably have writings about that. But when, when I engage with debates, mentally, I'm saying to myself, I'm locked into this engagement for, you know, three hours and I can't leave. And so I want to get the points across. I want the people listening to understand and, and hopefully this person, but I, I'm not leaving. And if I rage, I'm going to lose rhetorical points. And I think also remember, I try to remember, not that I do this all the time, that you, you never know what seeds you're going to plant that years from now, God's going to bring forth fruit from because that person chooses to listen. So, but yeah, I would say St. Nectarios probably has writings on it. I don't know how to cultivate patience with it just practice with that but actual patience i don't think i don't know <laughs> yeah. it's hard to learn it's very hard yeah, yeah.
you know it's like, a, it's a skill basically yeah but thank you for that i have big respect for those guys who can do those debates for i sure I, I didn't even i lost my patience watching the debate <laughs> so that's you should watch the one with the guy the union if you want to lose your patience yeah. with who the guy uh stanley terry on the crucible he denied the hypostatic union and oh. he was just yelling the whole time yeah. <laughs> and i would i would use an analogy or just ask him a question he would go, I, I got no idea what you're talking about i got no idea and then he'd be like you look ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and at one point jay, jay called in and jay used a screenshot of my opponent as his picture and oh point, i i saw that goes, i was in that yeah. chat I at one point, Stanley, the, my opponent goes you look ridiculous right now. <laughs> and it's Jay with his profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, definitely check that out, guys, if you haven't yet. Um, um, Strahinia, I just want to say that you did have some background noise, slight background noise, like last time. Sorry. Echo? yes so on the topic of debates what are your future plans are you planning to have more debates in the future are you planning to upload on like on your own channel oh, yeah what's um, the plan? definitely more debates in the future um andrew wilson who andrew wilson and zen shapiro who run the crucible mm -hmm. um, that's a great channel people should watch it it's a debate channel you know um they do a great job and i have you know definitely have more debates planned there um nothing to announce right now one of them eventually should be a pretty pretty big guy that that you guys have heard of before but um haven't scheduled it yet trying to get through lent got some other things going on mm. and uh yeah definitely more debates um youtube channel i pretty much focus on music for that i don't really upload to youtube right now i'm very active for now on instagram i'm trying to build that up and getting more active um Possibly, I'll just say, yeah, me and um, Resident Sleeper are gonna are gonna start a small YouTube channel. Um, it's gonna be pretty humorous, but it should be pretty good. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. That's that's a bit away though. Or the Sounds viewers, good. What's the Instagram name? At Chase Haggard Music. Make sure to follow him. There Make will sure be a link in the him. description. Sahinya, you follow him, especially since you're a jazz musician too. <laughs> There we go. You're, you're muted. muted. <laughs> He's still talking. <laughs> oh. oh, no, the and phone. Fall down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, and if anybody, you know, wants to debate me, they can do it anytime on the Discord. I'm not going to waste my time, though, doing a scheduled debate on the Crucible with someone who is a, is kind of a, a goober. Um done enough uh, ubers but um also something to bring up is that on the orthodox christian uh discord we are starting up next towards the end of next month starting up um more regimented uh help and like training to try to help other people do apologetics to hopefully find the people who you know want to do public apologetics and train them in, in these things that it does take a while to learn, but train them in the methodology of how to think through these things and how to walk through these philosophical questions. Because the goal for that server from the get-go um, by Jay was 
to arm people, obviously be used by God to mm. facilitate people converting to um, Orthodox Christianity, which um, obvious, obviously uh, God has used Jay a lot to do that, glory to God, but also to train up apolog- apologists. So if people want to join it, you know, we want to help people. We want to get people armed and ready. Sounds good. I'm back. Yeah, I think- I'm sorry for that. It's going to make for some really funny edits. I already know. <laughs> it's good. It's all right. Yeah, I was um, just asking, uh, like, what, what, what kind of music were you making? But that's all right. We can, we can talk about that off screen. No, it's all good. Um, so on my Instagram, it's mo- it's mostly indie rock stuff. You will find some gypsy jazz, some uh, you know, 1930s swing music. Um, waiting to i got a bunch of old songs i'm going to release at the end of the year after i start building up my instagram a lot more through being you know consistent i know that's what i got to do to build it up but um but yeah it's like indie indie rock mixed with gypsy jazz awesome awesome i'm looking forward to checking it out thank you for the recommendation all right now it's time for some plugs that we can do um we started a new website guys it's the orthodox squad.com it will be in the description uh, we worked hard on it. We have all our content right there of the podcast, of the main channel. Uh, we started a column or a blog, as you might say, and we are looking for uh, to become a news outlet as well in the future. Uh, we've worked together with Trisayan Films, UB Petrus, um, d- different priests uh, that write columns as well. So definitely check that out. Um, and I started a new merch website. Sorry, shameless plug, but uh check out check out my new merch website um we'll post it in the description got some fresh uh orthodox designs there so um chase i want to thank you very much for joining it's been a pleasure yeah uh, very insightful last yeah yeah um, you're definitely welcome to come on again sometime if you like <laughs> of course um you're a busy man so are we this episode definitely deserves a part two i think there is like some subjects that we will not have time to touch on now but i think are really good because like there is some big communities of of atheists out there especially the scientific community definitely promoting atheism now and i can see that in academia and often like individualism is promoted within like male oriented communities so like so sometimes sports communities or even like people who are like willing to be masculine are often resistant to the church and i feel like those two things are easily addressed and we should definitely when you have time of course make a part to uh, to speak about those things because i think they deserve uh, to be speak, spoke to, spoken about yeah yeah definitely true we might do that in the future so if you're in the pit deep in the pit of atheism you know in the well um and it's dark you can't get out but there's always a way just climb a little bit up you can see the light and that light is christ so um get out of it as soon as possible (laughs) thank you all for joining uh and uh thank you for watching god bless